Hello, I'm Emily. And I'm Mom, Catherine. <laughs> and this is Macabre Minds, a true crime podcast. Oh, yes, it is. So, obviously, you are not Casey. Right. <laughs> I'm filling in. Yes. So, did you guys know that being a mom is hard and Casey is a mom of two now and working a lot and she needs a break so this podcast has been on a break and now my mom is stepping in so yeah i'm a mom too but my kids are adults yes (laughs) she has two little ones right um yeah and mom do you want to tell everyone about your podcast because you're not familiar with podcasting Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, I have a podcast with my bestie, Tracy, and it's Life Happens Laugh Anyway. We're on all of the platforms that are out there. And we just talk about things that are relative to women approximately our age. And we have young listeners too, young, like, you know late 20s 30s mm-hmm. so and we just try to pick topics that you know people can relate to or we think that they might be interested in and if they're not well um too bad yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. two very different vibes but actually we have covered some of the same topics on both of our podcasts <laughs> before <laughs> So, um, that's funny. You copy me a lot, mom. Do I? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm exhibit A. Oh, Casey and I did the like McDonald's caller. Like, don't, right. pick up, don't pick up yeah. the phone. And yeah. then you did it like a month ago or a month later. And you were like, on your podcast, I specifically remember you were like, I had never heard of this case before. And I was like, you lied. You heard it. No, because I I said in that podcast that you you did this one on your podcast. When I said that I never heard this before, I meant I never heard it before you did it. Okay. Okay. But then, um, yeah, there were a couple instances, not like I don't legit mean copying, but like it was just funny how like we did that. And then I think we talked about a cult and then you guys talked about a cult. So it was just funny the way that. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. obviously you have good topics. Um, Yeah. Like today. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm Segway. interested to hear what it is. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Aaron Hernandez. Um, He was a football player, American football player for the Patriots and found he ended up being convicted of murder. So Uh-oh. big flip in the public eye. Oh dear. Yeah. Is it like, you know, OJ Simpson was an NFL football player and he was con- well, he was accused he of was murder, committed. but he was not convicted. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um he yeah, Aaron Hernandez was. Yeah, I feel active. like I, I feel like his name is familiar. Yeah, this was in um he got 
drafted into the NFL in 2010. So this wasn't like too oh, long ago. Oh, yeah, it's not right. Oof. Yeah. Um, Oof, he us, was like... a tight end for the Patriots. Oh. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Does it sound dirty or something? <laughs> tight end. The way you said it, he was a tight end. So it made it didn't sound like his football position. <laughs> okay. It sounded more like it, adjectives. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's how I talk. Anyways. Oh, already off the rails. All right. So well, it took us such a long time to get to this point. <laughs> as the listeners don't know this, but it took us over an hour to get this right so that we could hear each other correct oh anyway anyway so now i'm it's late and i feel giddy now she's tired i am a what are you doing i don't know i'm trying to talk but oh are you reading yes i always oh i don't do this off the top of my head well i didn't know you read off of your computer yeah, I do. So I can it's like I'm looking at you through Zoom. We're doing this over Zoom. Yes. And I can see that Emily she looks funny, but that's because she's looking at her notes. <laughs> Which makes I don't know, it just looks funny from my perspective. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um where was I now? God. You didn't even start. I know. <laughs> well, Hernandez. Yes. Okay. Tight, tight end. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway. So a body is found in an industrial park of a 27-year-old man less than a mile from Aaron's home. He is not a suspect at first, but then they identify the body, and it is of Odin Lloyd who was dating the sister of his girlfriend. So. Okay. Okay. Yes. And they find evidence of security systems in Aaron's house being messed with and um, some CCTV footage. Of course. They found that. Of course. At a gas station. So where the two of them were together so they start asking questions and police show up at Aaron's house with a warrant to arrest him their his fiance's name is Shiana Jackson um he is 23 years old at the time of his arrest oh my god so she's a baby yeah that's younger than oh, i am now. my word mhm Oh, how terrible. And he was in the NFL? Yes. 23? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can get drafted for the NFL right out of college. Yeah, as I was saying it, I I thought about that. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Um, So the sheriff puts Aaron on suicide watch because people in his position, like a dramatic public fall causes dramatic mental breaks so they were really worried about that but he went from so he's he's 
extremely well off from his career. He was incredibly popular. He had a $40 million contract with the Patriots. Oh he must have been really good because to be that well known and that popular at just right out of college. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what? You graduate when you're 21, right? Yeah, About- something like that. 2021. 20, so, wow. He built yeah. a, a, a reputation quite quickly. Yeah. I just saw your dog's tail go. <laughs> <laughs> He's behind me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, so he had a 71,000 foot square foot mansion going oh, to cool. this small jail cell with no problem. He was like, oh. this cell is perfect. He adapted really quickly to jail and his attitude was kind of like, I got three meals a day. I'm totally fine. It's not jail. It's training camp. So they were very, they didn't know what to make of like his attitude about the whole thing. Right. I wouldn't, as you're saying it, I'm thinking what, what, I don't get that. Like they didn't know if it was like denial that he thought he was going to get out right away. So he wasn't worrying about it or if he really did believe like, oh, this is good for me, or what? Right. Um, Bill Belichick, I think, that's the head, he's the head coach of the New England Patriots, says, they because they were kind of questioned. This brought the whole NFL into question of looking at players' history, and they said when they drafted, when they draft people and they're making that decision, they look at their worth work ethic their maturity their mental status and all of that and they said they saw like no red flags with him and that everything like checked out and was totally fine Hmm. which i mean you never know about people yeah i mean there's been astronauts that are examined you know mental tests and all that and then there was the one that went yeah (laughs) anyway so aaron was raised to always be kind of like number one by his father. His father firmly believed they had to be the best at what they did. They had to be the best in sports and things like that. And his father was a drunk and had a lot of violent outbursts. Oh, okay. Yeah. That changes things. Yeah. So Um, pressure's on. Right. Um. He was state player of the year in Connecticut by the time he was 14 years old. Her name? Was, yes. Wait, the dad was or? No, Aaron was. Okay. Aaron was. And he was offered a scholarship um, at the University of Connecticut, like mm. really young. Wow. Um, Like pretty early into high school. Like they didn't even wait until he was like a senior to offer him scholarships so he was good and people noticed Hmm. and so he's highly sought after yes um and he played with players on the same team like tim tebow and tom brady they all played together oh wow yeah and so basically everyone on the team was questioned about aaron so it basically put the whole team under fire when this happened so it had a lot of side effects in football itself. Um, sure. Yeah. Like a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, Odin 
was shot once execution style. That's how he died. And um, when Aaron was arrested, he had his arms cuffed behind his back under the T-shirt. So like his arms were inside the T-shirt. And this came like became like a style trend called Hernandezing. And people would just like do it and post about oh, it on Twitter. No way. And a lot of people, like fans, didn't want to believe it. And some like as he was being driven to court, like and from jail, they would yell, like, we love you, we don't believe it, blah blah blah. Like oh, gosh. As people would. And then in one of the interviews, someone said, Well, how do you love a murderer? And the fans say, We well, we just love him. We don't care. Some of them them had that attitude and his jersey actually shot up in sales after it happened. So, yeah, it was is weird. People Uh, are. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Well. They say all no press is bad or whatever it is they say. (laughs) <laughs> all press is good press whatever because you're being talked about and yeah i you know oh, what yeah. the public kind of proves that sometimes yeah right it creates a buzz yeah um so prosecutors believe aaron conspired with two college friends or <laughs> oh, <my> oh dear <laughs> okay <laughs> ernest yeah ernest wallace and carlos ortiz um, they were together in the vehicle the night that Odin was murdered. And it was not said at the time who they believed fired the shots. So they were kind of trying to figure that out. They believed they were all together, but they're like, who actually killed him was kind of a mystery at the, um, at first. Um, Aaron's cousin, Tanya, tried to help them disappear that night. So now she's brought into this as like in part of it. Yeah. Um, and she Where to hide the body? Yeah, something like so she's involved somehow. She could be arrested for something about defamation of a corpse or something like that. Yeah. Dad's coming in. It creeped me out. <laughs> um, she bought them a bus ticket to Florida. And was helping one of them go to Puerto Rico. So she was helping them flee after the case. Right. After the murder. And she broke the law by refusing to testify against Aaron in court. Um, Oh. She refused to do it. And that was contempt of court. So Doesn't she have a right to take the fifth? Yeah. No, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know. I thought that you have a right to plead plead the fifth amendment, which is to I remain mean, silent, unless unless that you can only do that. Um, I think that's about being- yourself. Like you, that's like you don't have to implicate your own guiltiness or whatever. So the judge. When the trial was beginning, the judge refused to let anyone in the room who had Patriots, NFL, or football memorabilia on. Because Mm -hmm. that would obviously cause a stir, be disruptive, biased, any of that. Mm -hmm. And at the time, 
that the trial was beginning. It was January 2015. It was Super Bowl time. So it was like peak merch sales. And Judge Susan Garsh said she would not let it be, quote, a fan show for him. So, um, and his trial started in Boston. And he's going into the trial with a stance of not guilty. Hmm. He is not admitting any fault to this. Um, on June 16th, 2013. So the murder happened in 2013. Sorry. Oh, um, wait. I thought something happened in 2010. That's when he was drafted into the NFL. June 16th, Aaron texts Odin at 9 p.m. saying he's going to come to Odin's house. And Aaron texted his friends, Ernest and Carlos, and the three of them were going to pick him up at around 2.30 a.m weird already yeah because whose plans start at 2 30 a.m you know not mine definitely not mine aaron is driving a rental car and i guess odin he must have felt weird about it from the get-go because immediately at the time he was picked up he texted his sister saying do you know who i'm with nfl just so you know so obviously, if you get a text like that, that's because, hey, I'm suspicious and I want you to know where I am and who I'm with. So, but he if he's suspicious, why did he hop in? Well, because they they still know each other and they were friends, and I don't know. That's what people do. You don't assume, hey, yeah. I'm gonna get shot. Well, that's true. So he had like a intuition yeah he just thought it was weird you know i mean yeah was he did um aaron just was he just like hey i'm coming to get you we're going out at 2 30 in the morning yeah pretty much so it was like and they drove to an isolated area and he was shot six times Right forearm, right leg, two in his back. Oh my and goodness! Two in his chest. So it was. I mean, it was just um, a um, massacre, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Odin's sister Olivia said he was a very, very kind and involved person. He was. He worked to bring kids and adults into football to connect over like further neighborhood so they he helped bring kids who like didn't have a good situation like into football and like hoped football would like change their life for the better and have something fun to do and community and stuff so he did that kind of work a lot yeah so Uh. like they all knew each other through football (coughs) excuse Um, me and so the, these sisters are on opposing sides of the courtroom. Shanna Jenkins is Aaron's fiance, and she's siding with him. And Sheena Jenkins was Odin's girlfriend. And um, okay, so now it's brought these two sisters apart as well because the one sister believes my fiance didn't do it, and the other sister is like, "Yes, he did." So, oh, no, you know, it's that sort of situation. Um, Shayana says that her and her sister were estranged at the time, but they were actually very, very close. Like they used to be really, really close. 
before mm-hmm. this. Um, oh, and that's the terrible. Yeah. And the day Odin died, there's security footage in Aaron's house that shows Shayana comforting her sister after finding out Odin was dead. But then that's when they find out that the house's security cameras were tampered with and that there was deleted footage. Oh. Um, Which showed Aaron and his two friends pull up to Aaron's house early in the morning and Aaron is seen with a gun in the house. Um, And the prosecution does not have a murder weapon. They were, weren't able to find it. So the footage was pretty important in like finding yeah. and identifying a murder weapon, this gun. Right. Um, And but then. Did you say that the footage did show him with a gun? Yes, it did. And they can't tell by the type of bullets that went in to. Um, I, am- I, I think they could. But the footage couldn't determine it for sure without actually seeing the gun. Yeah. Like, to see, like, what it fired off and, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, in a text, Aaron tells her to go behind the TV screen in the movie room for a box. And then an hour after that text... Shayana is seen on the camera leaving with a trash bag with a box inside it. Like, the shape of the trash bag was, like, a box. So, they said, well, what was that? Was that the murder weapon that you disposed of? And she admits to disposing it in a dumpster, but said she didn't remember where she put it or what was in the box. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what time was she disposing this? Um, it was dark. during the day. Oh, I believe. Well, still. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, his Aaron's cousin Tanya is implicated in this cuz she tried to hide them. So they start digging into her a little bit more and like why are you protecting him and like what else do you have to hide kind of situation. Um, they find out that Tanya is basically like a mother role to him. Um, <clears throat> and they were very, very close. Um, and police searched her house and find an SUV. Um, he also met Ernest and Carlos, who are his co-conspirators, whatever, um, through Tanya. Because she would have them at the house and they were like the kind of people she hung out with and he met them there. And both of them had been to prison before. Oh, no. So they already don't have like a good rep, you know? Yeah. Um. So the SUV that was found at Tanya's house was actually the car they were Boston police were looking for in a double murder in 2012. Oh, no. Yes. So, so he's committed crimes before? Correct. That's what they're thinking now. Um, Because in Boston in 2012, Daniel de Abreu and Safio Furtado were found and shot um, outside a nightclub. And witnesses say to that crime, they saw this silver SUV speed away and that car was missing until now. Um, well, how- and it was all this time it was hidden in Tanya's garage. She never drove it, never took it out. 
They could tell that the car had not been used in over a year. So now they're like, Tanya, you're going to jail for hiding this, hiding evidence, and also her contempt of court. But wait, it hadn't been used, but then it was used in this recent killing of Otis? No, it was not used, and they only discovered it when they searched her house. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Right. So now Aaron is indicted for this double murder as well um, as a drive-by shooting. Oh, boy. This is the crazy thing. He signed with the NFL four months after that double murder. So he had his career was just taking off just as he had you know supposedly murdered two people before. Oh, t- yeah. oh my goodness. Um so cell phone tower evidence and surveillance videos saw Aaron dancing around a gas station. Um they Assumed he was high by the way he was moving and everything, and a blunt was found next to the body. Wait, and oh, uh, this is for Odin's murder in 2013. But who's high? Aaron. Oh no. Yeah. What is wrong with him? Well, a lot. Yeah. Uh, he returned the rental car that he was using to Enterprise with gun shells in it under his name so he was not being very smart and the shell casings matched the gun that was you know um the gunshots like in the their body they could tell like what bullets hit him and stuff yeah right um and people yeah the imprint of the car at the scene matched the rental and his shoe prints that were at the scene matched. So he was not being careful at all. Obviously, he was there and he's, but they just are trying to pick who actually pulled the trigger. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now other people are being brought into questioning about Aaron's behavior and about this incident that happened in Boston in 2012. And, um, Tim Tebow actually had to make some statements, the other football player that everybody Yeah, knows, yeah. And that in 2007, in, when they were at the University of Florida together, um, they were at a club, and Hernandez punched a server who asked him to pay, and oh. he blew the guy's eardrum, but no oh. charges were pressed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he's got some violence. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking that the pressure from his dad. <laughs> but I I'm thinking that all of the pressure from his dad negative, you know, pressure from his dad, um maybe just all those years was just pent up inside him. Yeah. And just making him um uh, crazy. Yeah, I that definitely is a big factor, I would say for sure. Yeah, um, 
Um, so then through more this more digging, they find another incident in September of 2007. Aaron had shot at a car when he was 17 years old. And everything to do with that was just dropped and forgotten about. Um, Why was that? He was, he oh, was under the mentorship of a prominent <clears throat> football coach. Mm. And <clears throat> football is a very good cover because athletic departments work very hard for their image and for their sports team image. And their players are very well protected. Wow. Wow. Um, so a lot of incidents like that get swept under the rug so that they can have the good players that they want without any negative implications for the team. Mm. Why does um, that surprise me? No, it doesn't surprise me because I, well, that happens a lot with celebrities and all sorts of PR teams and things. It happens in all kinds of things. I mean, Business, even... Yeah. Sometimes churches and things. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL hired um, PIs for Aaron to kind of <clears throat> look into a few more things after he came under fire a little bit more. His score for maturity was the lowest possible. Oh. And he scored for combative attitude. And they were well aware of his issues and incidents. Um, but to be allowed into the NFL, he agreed to more drug tests than any other player. Um, so basically, that was like their silver lining. You know, they're, they looked at his scores and were like, these aren't great. And normally this would disqualify you from being in the NFL. But you're really good. So how about we just give you more drug tests is basically what happened. Yeah, right. So I take it he didn't do much he didn't do drugs really? Um oh, you said he was high. He did sometimes, so, yeah. I wouldn't say he was like addicted to any drugs or anything, but he wasn't hardcore stoner. Yeah. So he did actually drop his drug dealers and um oh, he had dealers? So well, he, he, he did do it at some point, but when he was signed, he decided to, like, give that up so he could be in the NFL. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was mixed up in quite a bit um, during his career and before. So, on July 15th of 2012, Aaron left a club after getting angry that two men spilled his drink, but he sees them down the street as he drove past and shot five times toward the two men. So he's mad at these people, and the solution is shoot them. Yeah, basically, that's what goes on in his brain. Okay. That's his thought process. And it is those two men that um, were the double homicide that happened um that led to like him driving away and the suv was hit in tanya's car or her garage so that is what they found out happened through like witnesses at the club and footage Hmm. on the security cameras outside yeah so 
flash forward to 2013, the Patriots team has a staff member get Aaron a secret apartment. So so nobody would know where he lived. He was getting more and more popular and um they also were aware of like some issues that were going on. So the NFL knew there were things happening even if they didn't know it was like murder. Wait, pause. Yes. I think I I think I covered this in mine and Tracy's podcast. Like so we did one on concussions and I know. I've I've listened to that episode. Yeah, and I think cuz wasn't it the Patriots that had the most concussions like um I swear it was wait I the Pittsburgh Steelers no don't think because I had already done my notes for this episode when that before that episode came out so I remember listening to your episode to see if you would mention this case and you didn't so but you did talk about CTE yeah but not even in like passing like wait i don't think so because i remember listening for it specifically okay yeah so in june 2013 before odin's murder aaron and odin go out to a club for fun and at one point some witnesses say they saw aaron just standing in the club staring at odin and he got angry at him um for reasons unknown they don't uh, know why. Was he dating? Was Odin dating Aaron's girlfriend? I mean, sister at the time? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, they're not sure the motivation of this argument or this anger at the club. Mm-hmm. They, maybe Odin knew about the double murder. Or knew some other secrets or just randomly pissed him off. But just a few days later, after that argument, is when Aaron picked Odin up and Odin was killed. Yikes. Um, And to this day, they really still don't know a motivation because Aaron has never really said. Oh my gosh. So we're left just hanging about that? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, excuse me. Hiccup. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Fine. Um, so for Aaron's trial, Robert Kraft comes into the courtroom to testify, and it is the first time someone from the NFL or any other player is involved um, because they really everyone was trying to get out of having to go to trial and be seen publicly, having to talk about him. The Patriots were... The other players on the team and the head coach were constantly being hounded by the press. Like, oh, give your comment on what's going on with Aaron. Like, what do you think about him and blah, blah, blah. And they were instructed to just say pretty much Aaron was a good player when we played with him. And he was a good kid as far as I know. Basically, they were said, told, like, don't say anything. Let me up. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was really a surprise that he showed up to testify um, and i'm sorry which guy was it again that showed up to robert craft he's okay the, i don't know him um, he's the what the coach oh 
Okay, that's a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Um, he's the CEO of. The oh. Patriots. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Um. So he's doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, the defense said that Aaron witnessed the murders and that he was there, but that it was his friends who had killed Odin. Oh. And Aaron was just caught up with it and didn't know what to do. Oh, Aaron's okay. innocent. Yeah, that was that was their defense that they were going with. It's a sh- shoddy defense. Yeah, it is. Because a lot of the evidence was seen in his house with his gun the car is in his name and all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, the next day, the day after the murder, um, the two friends, Ortiz and Wallace and Aaron, are seen at his house playing with his baby daughter. They're just hanging out. Um, oh, wait. Back up. Aaron has a baby daughter? He does. He has a little kid. Oh. And the defense basically said, we'll see this footage of them playing with his kid. Or, I'm sorry, the prosecution said um, (laughs) if Aaron was afraid of these two guys and that they had just murdered somebody, why is he letting them the next day go play with his little kid? Right, right. So, yeah. What guy in his right mind would do that? Exactly. Um, So, Of course, he's not in his right mind. No. Um... With all of that evidence, he is found guilty of murder in the first degree with extreme atrocity or cruelty. And he's found, he gives, he's given a life sentence in Shirley, Massachusetts. Good. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that additional verbiage, like, with atrocity and, what was it? Cruelty? Yeah, with extreme atrocity or cruelty. That sounds like archaic or primitive you know like yeah uh early america or something or british even with spoiled by atrocity yeah yeah okay i I don't think it's very common i haven't heard that too much either no even after doing this for a while (laughs) yeah right um but now he's facing two more murder charges for the double murder in 2012. So he's not off the hook with all these trials yet. And Good. in 2017 is when that trial starts. And at this point, he's really dropped off with fans and everything. And only his fiance shows up to support him at this mm-hmm. trial. Um, Jose Baez took his case. Um, who is the same attorney who represented Casey Anthony. And Who's that? You don't know Casey Anthony? No. She's the one who, like, killed her kid, and she's like, I didn't do it, and she was acquitted. But, like, everyone's like, yeah, she definitely killed her kid. Oh, my goodness, no. Oh, my God, her case is, like, huge. She's so famous. Well, infamous, I should say. Uh... How do you not know Casey Anthony? I, I don't. Is she and I want you know me. I watch the crime stuff. Is she just like a she's not anyone famous? She's just No, she's not famous. It's just her case was like huge. How long ago? 
like 2008. Oh, sheesh. But people still talk about her. I'm just shocked, Mom. Really? You had to have watched a Dateline and you just don't. Oh, I had to have. But girl, do you know how many (laughs) Datelines in 48 I've seen over the years? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Oops. I hit the microphone. (laughs) What? I'm telling you, your dog has been a big distraction. (laughs) I'm constantly (laughs) distracted by him. So I will tell the listeners that her dog Milo is, I think, on her lap. Oh, he's trying to kiss you or something. He's on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and now he's pawing at her. He doesn't, he he said I'm not quiet though. Yeah. He doesn't like that I haven't been giving him attention for two hours. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, that's hilarious, though, that he came up for some loving. Oh, anyway. I took him out real quick while we were on that little break. But Oh, I wondered why you didn't text me back right away. Okay. Anyway. Um, So, Jose Baez is attempting to pin this double murder on someone named Alexander Bradley who was with Aaron that night. And Alexander was a drug dealer. He had a reputation and their cross-examination was pretty tough because he's Jose Baez is no joke. He's a very good lawyer and he really does make an arguable case for Aaron, but the car and the murder weapon were both linked to Aaron, not Alexander. Mm. So, and the motive was very weak um, over like a spilled. He was mad over a spilled drink at the club. So that was kind of hurt. The only thing that was really hurting them at the time was a weak motive. Yeah. Um, and Aaron is found not guilty on both counts for oh. the double murder and i thought oh my god on bias because he's a very very good lawyer you, whatever you wait what do you mean it's all on bias like he the- like his lawyer made such a good and arguable case that someone who likely committed murder got acquitted you know oh what i'm saying right i see what you're yeah. saying so it's because of Baez's um good defense skills, yeah. lawyer skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after this, um news kind of rumors and start spreading about Aaron that um because they people wanted a stronger motive than the spilled drink thing. And so people were saying he was closeted. And kind of struck out in anger and, like, this pent-up frustration of not being able to really express his, like, sexuality of, like, being gay. Oh, wait, wait, back up, back up, back up. Okay. So, you never mentioned prior to now, you just slipped it in there, that he's gay. Wait. Well, that's... How can he be gay? He's got a fiancé. Mom, many people have (laughs) covered it up. They get married well, to cover it up. How come you're but only this just is, now saying this? this? Okay, listen. This is rumored after this happened that people were like, that's not a strong enough motive. So this must be the motive. That he's gay? Yes. Oh, so so we don't it's know. It's not necessarily point. true. 
that he was and that was the reason although a few things so after that started to snowball a few things came out like Aaron's own brother admitted that Aaron was sexually abused when he was a kid and his own brother said well I would believe it if he was gay and so that continued to be a whole thing um that he or maybe he was by because they do believe he loved his wife or like you know his fiance fiance yes but because of all these rumors it really got to Aaron and he hung himself in his jail cell oh no you know I did hear about this I think he spoke to his fiance a few hours before that happened and nothing seemed off like he talked to her like normal talked about you know, seeing his daughter again. And then a few hours later, he was found with the Bible verse, John 316, written across his forehead when he hung well, up. Who wrote it? Assumingly he did. He how could he wait? Not like he he wrote 316, like John 316 on his forehead. Oh. With something. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture that. Did he write it back? I don't know. I'm trying to do it on my forehead. <laughs> but anyway, that's he wrote out the word, the name John, and then the chapter and the verse. Really? Yes. And he left three letters, one for his fiance, one for his daughter, and one for his lawyer. And in Shayana's, his fiance, he wrote, you're rich now and underlined it. Um. And this is a weird little law. In Massachusetts, if you die during an appeal, which his case was, his case was under appeal at this time, then it can be erased from the records and all of your charges were dismissed. So what that meant was um, basically the murder he was committed or convicted for was erased from history basically because it was never officially resolved since it was under appeal does that make sense that's crazy yeah i think that's a really backwards Uh, i can't believe it because i mean he was convicted yeah but it was convicted Mm -hmm. he was but it was being considered for appeal and that's technically in massachusetts law that can be unresolved at the time of your death wow and then it was also thought that his wife and daughter would be set for life from the patriots but the patriots decided to fight it and they're like no why should we pay any money for their family um so that became a public they're not really a family yet because they weren't married. Yeah, they weren't married. So how? I mean, and I'm so just all they could like leave him legality. was like what he already had. Yeah. So Aaron's family had his brain studied after he died to see if football injuries impacted his suicide at all, and it mm-hmm. sh- his brain scans did show that he had very advanced. CTE, um, chronic um, traumatic, and you just talked about this. How did you say? I know encephalopathy. 
Yeah. Um, which a lot of football players suffer from, from so many concussions and brain trauma and everything like that. Yeah, it's total Dane Bramage. <laughs> yeah. um and his disease showed especially in his frontal lobes which would impact Mm -hmm. decision making impulse control and violence control right so substantial damage happened to him pretty young because he did football his whole life and then that just progressed for another decade um Mm -hmm. and he was only 27 when he died when he committed suicide oh my god Um, it's so sad yeah um however an argument can be made that thousands of people have played football and had injuries and were not murderers so there's like this also this back and forth between it could have been his disease but it also could have been just who he was as a person or both. Um, And after this whole case came out, several NFL players left the sport out of fear for their safety. And the NFL was actually really worried after all of this. And after his brain results were like released to the public that football would just be over now because no one would let their kids play football anymore over this and things like that and a lot of players did leave um really obviously football is still going strong football is not going away but yeah it was a concern for them at the time because um you know sports is a dangerous game like any sport and it's not something you can do your whole life that's why you know yeah yeah retire um and this also so not only did this case have causes um like a cause and effect in football but also in the law that we were just talking about a woman named ursula ward fought for massachusetts um to take away that law of like i'm just gonna start that whole part over because i don't know where it was um Wait. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's ten o'clock where I am. Oh <laughs> gosh. Okay. Anyway. Um. So legally, what this case had an impact in, um, a woman named Ursula Ward fought for that Massachusetts law about um, that could clear charges with during mm-hmm. an appeal to be taken away. Um, she said that shouldn't be a thing anymore. Um, if you're convicted, you should be convicted. For right. Life. Um, because that victim still matters and everything like that you know right yeah and the supreme court agreed and so that law was overturned and so even after his death aaron was once again a convicted murderer um and which is a really rare and weird case so that um i don't know it's 
I, on the one hand, think, because this debate is still going on today about him. Like, was it CTE or was it just him? And I say, like, why can't it be both, you know? I was just going to say that. Uh, who's to say it's not both? I mean, I'm sure the CT, the, you know, the uh, the brain damage played a role, I'm sure. Yeah. In, um, was he able to control himself? I mean, he had no control. I I doubt that. Yeah. I doubt that he couldn't. Let's see. How do I want to say this? I'm betting he did have ability to control that. Okay. What are you laughing about? Is is he up to that again? Oh, jeez. Stop it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is gross. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I... I don't know. I think debates like that are so interesting, like nature versus nurture and stuff like that. It's like there can never be a definitive answer for right. any of well, that. And I think that even if it was the, the um, you know, concussion damage, the CT, whatever, I can't even remember the name of it now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we have to be held accountable nonetheless. And right. People have to be brought to justice. So uh, it's not an excuse, you know, to be let off um, or not guilty. It's it it may have played a factor and but it doesn't mean um, that he can't be brought to justice nonetheless. Right. I agree. So that's basically his case um i guess we'll probably never really know like why he did it why he killed odin why he may or may not have killed these two other men for assumingly no reason um people debate that too like did he really do it because he was not convicted for the double murder um i kind of lean towards he probably did because most of the evidence yeah. is stacked against him, even if it was circumstantial evidence. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's sounding like he had some serious anger issues to the point of where um, that the murder happened. And you know, people have been murdered over even less um, motive, you know, <laughs> than that. Yeah. And if he had some kind of beef with these guys, then, um, I don't know. It's not, it's shocking, but at the same time, uh, we all know that there's, you know, the, this is a sad world. Yeah. People do things for crazy so-called reasons. Right. So whatever their reason may be. Yeah. He's guilty. Yeah. So, no oh, child. Uh, Aaron Hernandez and pretty tragic. Yeah, I feel so sorry for the baby. Yeah, me too. That's, I mean, that that's hard to grow up with. Like, I'm pretty sure she was only like three. So, oh. she's just going to have to spend most of her life without 
her father. Yeah. And with that hanging over her, I hope, you know, she doesn't let it affect her. I mean, mean, she will be affected. But, you know, like, I hope it doesn't, like, weigh down on her, like, for the rest of her life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hopefully she'll grow up well-rounded. I saw your face just now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, this has been an interesting first go at this with you. I'm Emily. I'm Catherine. And you have been listening to Macabre Minds. Yeah. What do I say? <laughs> I forget. You don't what say anything. That's oh. the end. <laughs>